Hey guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and that is Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the most premium, high-quality, science-backed products on the market in Australia today, and you guys can use the code TFLP to save 10% off your next order at unifyactive.com. Unify has a range of products, including whey protein isolate, plant-based protein, a pre-workout, creatine monohydrate, and their best-selling product, the Hydration Formula. So again, use that code TFLP to save 10% at unifyactive.com. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Okay. How are you, mate? Welcome back to the podcast. Guys, everyone that's um, that's tuned in, this is our first um, podcast together again for 2023. Um, you will have to excuse us throughout the episode. We're slightly distracted watching um, Brooklyn and Philly Simmons um, first time up against Embiid back in Philly, which will be interesting, but... Um, how you been, brother? I've been good, and um, it's probably timely that we have have this game on. Um, I think there's a, a little bit of basketball news sort of floating around, and, mm. and that's what these um, these podcasts are for, something a little bit lighter. Uh, similar to last year, we want to keep the same type of theme coming with these episodes, just touching on a bunch of random stuff, like a bit of sports stuff, um, probably not as specific to like a, a certain health and fitness topic, but... A bit of everything, really, and as Kane said, there's plenty to talk about within sport at the moment with um, with basketball and and a bunch of other stuff. So um, hopefully, you guys enjoy these episodes. We're going to try and structure in some form of show format with these quite soon in terms of like certain segments that we'll use. Um, potentially, something that I'm interested in doing too is getting you guys to send in like questions for some Q and A stuff around pretty much anything via like an audio message whether or not we just play them through the mic here or we run them through the actual um yeah that'd be good to run through the system and through the um, system yeah working um yeah we can just run it through your instagram and then mm. save them all and put them all through there yeah so keep an eye out for that on my stories over the next couple of weeks if you um if you're keen to get your your question read out on the show um which will you'll hear your voice through the show we'll, we'll make sure it's in the episode um for some q a but if there's any certain type of segments or topics you want to hear let us know but we're going to kind of work on that as we said and put together some stuff but um kane what's news in your world man uh yeah not a whole heap man um uh, i had someone say happy new year to me Today, as we post this, we're very, very well into January. Well and truly almost in Feb, so yeah. that's good. So I um, I have real issue with that. I, I have strong opinions on dumb <laughs> things, and that's one of those things like... What's the issue? What do you mean? Well, leave it to the 10th. I reckon the 10th is the latest you can say Happy New Year's on. Yeah. Um, and then it's just, how are you? How is Chrissy? I also just don't say it. Yeah. Unless you're like with people at midnight from... December 31st to Jan 1st. You're like, oh, happy yeah. new year. Agreed. I'm being far too lenient. Um, Outside of that, it's just like, all right, thanks, yeah. mate. Yeah. Like, I saw you two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. It's not like a birthday or something like it's, that. It's horribly, like, antiquated, that saying, I think. Like, mm. when you didn't see people for ages because they yeah. lived down the road. Or and by far the shittest joke that's going around, it happens every January. And if you're one of these people that said this, then unsubscribe um when someone goes oh 
Fucking hell, I haven't had a shower since last year yeah, or I haven't seen you since last year, mate. Yeah. That Things that we're leaving in 2022, control. that joke. Oh, fucking oath. Um, what, um, what else? What did you get up to over Christmas, New Year's? What's Also, one of the things I wanted to, um, to touch on as well, actually, is for the guests to like understand even more about um, Annotate and like what you guys do outside of the podcasting space. Like, What's the, the big goals for Annotate for 2023? Um, what are you guys working on at the moment? Um, well, we had a really nice, really nice break. Jumped in the um, uh, Hyder van and jumped down the New South Wales south coast. It was awesome, really good fun. Um, went and stayed at some. We we booked campsites because um, my brother sort of lives in that area and camps quite a bit. And he said they fill up so quick, you've got to get in. So halfway through last year, we booked a bunch of really really popular campsites, and we're really lucky that they were still around and. Um, did a few shoots, photo shoots out there, which was fun. Jumped behind the camera and um, Amy got some shots that she wanted. Uh, really enjoyed ourselves. Other than that, really didn't get on the tools too much and yep. um, came back really refreshed. In terms of goals this year, um, I guess it's probably last year was a huge year of growth for us and we were really grateful and, and really lucky to work with some fantastic people. But it's probably more about um, keeping the clients that we have really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then making sure that we're, you know, living a sort of a little bit more of a healthy and balanced life, um, you know, working really hard uh, and prioritising things. Obviously, there's got to, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year that was sleep and sleep, yeah. the, bringing on a, a shitload more stress. Yeah. Um, great stress and we're really grateful and, you know, the Doc Rivers saying pressure, pressure, pressure is a privilege. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, you have to do it, um, but you've got to. You can't do it forever, and you've got to find balance. And I think you know, if you get a few months into this year and you're like, "Oh, right, I'm ready to kick things up a notch again," and yeah, um, you know, bring on some new clients. But, but really, for us, it's about you know keeping people like you really happy, making sure you're wanting to come back and and wanting to work with us, and then obviously wanting to tell everyone else how good we are. Yeah, um, which is we're again very grateful for because all of our clients do that. Um, and we, we work really hard to make sure that that happens. What about you, mate? That's awesome, mate. This year, pretty clear on exactly what I want to do, to be honest. Like one of the biggest things that I um, looked at over the, the break, no, it wasn't much of a break, but over the Christmas period was kind of on theme of what you were just saying, like how I want to structure my week. So um, I've always been someone who enjoys like working hard and working a lot and filling up my days like i'm definitely not someone who enjoys too much like just kicking back and whatever i think there's obviously definitely a time and place for it and it's necessary but in terms of how i structure my weeks i really wanted to dial that in and get a lot more discipline with it so an example of how that would look is like with my face-to-face sessions now um obviously for, very fortunate to have like a, a good group of clients and um, and get a fair few leads and stuff like that, which is awesome and taken it, mind you, has taken, you know, a long time to build up. But yeah. um, now that I've got a bunch of other things that I'm, I'm putting my time into, I wanted to look at how I can, you know, potentially look at bringing prices up a little bit for my face-to-face sessions and cutting back on how many hours I'm doing. Yeah. And even if it's not cutting back on the hours, just cutting back on how much time I'm spending in the gym like for that. So Monday through to Wednesday now, ideally is what I want to be doing, particularly um, at the beginning of Feb, face-to-face sessions, Monday through to Wednesday, um, and then really allowing for focus time on Thursday, Fridays for the podcast and content. Um, obviously started back up the vlog again 
this year, like just yeah. slowly building into it. So for anyone who's um, not subscribed to my YouTube channel already, please do um, and let me know what you want to see on those vlogs. But yeah, just trying to make sure that I can make the most of the time that I've got um, in the most productive and focused way possible. So as I said, Monday through to Wednesday, PT um, and any mentoring stuff on those days, Thursday, Friday podcast and content and then all the check-ins with my clients and stuff on the app as well. Um, and then Saturday is kind of like a bit of a leftover day with whatever need, like loose ends needs to be tied up. And then I'm really going to try for Sundays to just do not much at all on a Sunday um, so that the quality of the work I'm doing is a lot higher and, you know, just creates a bit more time for stuff outside of work as well. But then, yeah, just getting really clear on what I want to do. But in terms of goals, podcast is obviously a massive one, which we've spoken about. So really trying to get the downloads up um, a lot higher. So at the moment, um, for some transparency, it's probably like around about 20 – about twenty to 30,000 downloads a week. Yep. Um, so the goal for me by the end of this year is to have that at 50 plus per week. So um, I would have thought 200 plus per month, yep. um, ideally with with most likely again, um, two podcasts per week. Um, the quality of the guest is trying to really get some really valuable guests on the show still. We've been tinkering around with the quality of the content and the style of content we share for yep. the reels and TikToks um the longer form videos as well and just the whole i'm just really like getting very um focused with the podcast and yeah. investing a lot of time and and money into it you're a pretty big early adapter too like i've, I've just i watched your vlog the queensland one the other day yeah it came up in my um suggestions and i was just like you know you did it on your phone it's great like it's good quality you're you're Obviously, the the vlog itself isn't anything new, but we've we've been seeing a huge rise in it again. Yeah, in that like I, I don't know, people just seem to forget about it for a little while, mm. and then you know, in twenty twenty three, we've had probably five or six, especially fitness trainers, reach out to us and go like, you know, what's give us some rates for blo like vlogging, and we're yeah. just like, like, where's this come from? Mm. Like a massive throwback, um, but its value has always been there, but people didn't prioritize it. For so long? Yeah, I think so. And I think as well with podcasting getting more popular, people are realizing that yeah. outside of just the polished photos on Instagram and yeah. stuff, people yeah. want to get to know the personality of someone. And when they can – it's like anything. When you can follow along with a story yeah. or people some form of progression, people love a narrative. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, we had Louis in last week and he – from the moment he came in when we recorded with Louis Phillips, this episode will be out after Louis, so you probably would have already heard it. He'd gone from like 15,000 followers on Instagram to 70,000 within the space of a week. Yep. And then by the time, it, two days after he came in here, he hit 100. And, and that's all, all because he started posting. Yeah, all around the simple narrative of yeah. I want to run a sub five minute, uh, yeah, a, a sub 20 minute 5K. Yeah. Um, and like people just followed along. And, you know, not all of those people, you can guarantee, Simmons just got um, subbed out. Yeah. Um, you can you can guarantee that all of those a lot of those people aren't there to wish him well, um, but yeah, like they're, they're following him, they're they're seeing the narrative and they're they're uh, assisting his growth. Yeah, and like he said, he's been posting consistently for yeah. years. Yeah, just changing one thing, having a narrative to follow. So, but yeah, anyway, vlogging more, podcasting, um, PT, a bit more selective with how many hours and and who I'm working with. 
the app and putting a lot of time into that, really yeah. looking at scaling the app and, and coming up with options on the app that cater for everyone. So some lower ticket options, plus obviously working with the one-on-one stuff with me will go a bit more expensive and then um, mentoring, which has been awesome. Um, and then still, you know, keeping the option open to open up a, a location, which would be, which is a big goal of mine. It's just a matter of finding um, the right spot. Kind of had some stuff come up at the end of last year, which looked promising, but fell through. So Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah. So, do we discuss that? Not at all. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, so for, yeah, for everyone listening, we I'd been toying with the idea of opening up a gym with some recovery stuff and um, a place for people to shoot content, have the podcast studio, a bit of a HQ really for um, my brand um, and everything. Anyway, we found a location and got to like the negotiation stage, and the landlord somehow ended up on the completely opposite page of the building developer and the very first communication with the landlord he's like no i don't want a gym (laughs) after for those (laughs) listening we've pretty much been told for like a month can you sign the lease because the tenants want you and the building wants the gym in here so it was a bit of a a fuck around but that's it that's all right but yeah this year just really dialing in personal development getting very clear on the goals um and just all across the board trying to just keep pushing moving the needle forward which tends to be the case every year I i never really have like a, a new year's goal which is just completely out of fucking left field it's it's always just kind of ramping up the things i've been doing and, and um refining them nice and you know on that um I, I think that one of the segments that i would like because i know you're a big book guy so i want to try this out first um first week back into our podcasts mm-hmm. do you have a book recommendation for your audience I have a few. Yeah, but let's go one a week. Then oh, one it. a week. Yeah. Okay. All right. The first one, because I know I've already said a few that I've probably repeated a bunch of times, um, so I won't say those ones. Um, another book recommendation, which I really enjoyed, probably... Man, I need to check the title of it. <laughs> You'll have to pause the game. It was really good. Yeah, we're going to have to stop the NBA for a second. This one, I don't know if I've mentioned this one already, but um, if a lot of people probably would have heard of The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle. I don't know how you say his last name. Um, and on that topic, we've got Gabby Bernstein on next week, yeah. which I think I forgot to tell you about. You did, yes. But which is also on one of your busiest days, <laughs> which you're going to have to work around. But this um, this episode with Gabby has been rescheduled like four times. Yeah. And I'm very pumped for it. But this one, oh, Stillness Speaks by Eckhart Tolle. Tolle. We go with both options. Um, that is a really good book. And I listen to the audio book because I don't typically read as much. I usually listen to audio books. And the, it goes for like two and a half hours. It's a pretty short one. Yep. And for anyone who listens to the audio book, put it on like 1.5 to 2 speed because Eckhart literally says two words and then – has a break for like 20 seconds. And while you're listening to it, you keep thinking to yourself, what the fuck's going on? Like has has the fucking, have my headphones died or something like that? And you look at it and the, the time's ticking. He just says like, hey, so Kane. How was your weekend? Because <laughs> one, one of the like one of the things about audiobooks that's fantastic is like Malcolm Gladwell. A lot of his books, um, he reads them as well, and mm. 
Um, I love it when authors choose to do that because it same. I reckon it just adds another element to it. I don't. Like, I honestly do not know what what would make you what would make you decide to not read it yourself. Or um, Prince Harry reading his own words um, and ever ongoing. Um, my penis was oscillating between in his own <laughs> words on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen him. I haven't like, seen that. People, no. So he chose to read his own book out, and people were just absolutely tearing, <laughs> roasting him for it. For it. But if if someone like else had have read it, it would have been far less viral. But yeah, he chose to read it. So it's his own words, and some of it's like some of it's very funny. Out of control. Jumped on it. So, but yeah, Malcolm Gladwell does the same thing. Speaks fairly slowly. Um, and oh, so you man. can chuck it on the 1.25, um, without him sounding like a chipmunk too much. Yeah. Well that, yeah. Anyway, that book is, um, is a great one in terms of who, who would you recommend it to people? <sighs> you know, honestly, I would recommend it to anyone. There's a lot of stuff he talks about in this book, which is very, very much around, you know, law of attraction, law of vibration and stuff. But, the way he words it is very understandable for absolutely anyone and everyone. And there's just a lot of – I found there was probably four to five key ones, but there was four to five key moments in the book where I, like, screen recorded it and kept it because of, like, the sentence he said really just, like, hit home. Like, yeah, um, And they were very – I was able to relate to them a lot, but that's a really good one. Um, I know probably probably shit suggestion because it probably might not be for – everyone but i think there's definitely a lot of value in there for anyone who chooses to listen to it um otherwise i'll give you one more i know you said one but i'm gonna give you two um the power of one more by ed milet okay um yeah ed read read the power of one first (laughs) there is none yeah there is the power of one's a book is it yeah no you don't because this is a different one (laughs) this is not even the same thing but um power of one more um is really good by ed as well Okay. What about you? Do you what do you, do you read? I do read. Um, uh, I, I'm a bit, I'm a bit skeptical on a lot of self help stuff. Like love atomic habits. Uh, anything that's tangible. Yeah. Anything that's really actionable, I, I really like. Um, and I'm a big. I need a lot of evidence, um, which is a bit contradictory because I'm going to say things like Malcolm Gladwell's books are fantastic, and he he relates things to other things as evidence. It's not like... So it's not fa- evidence. It's not fantastic evidence, but it's yeah. like, you know, here's how the AIDS crisis in DC and a shoe brand um, in and Converse's rise to fame in, um, in LA um, have the same undercurrents. Wow. Joel and Bede's going at someone in the key. Um, and so I really like his books. Um, huge. Like I love, love anything to do with... Um, history so i've just got finished yep. reading again the secret history of the mongols yeah which is essentially like the the mongol bible yeah um, so it talks about you know genghis khan and stuff like that but it's actually written um by contemporaries of the history so people yep. wrote it the, like immediately after genghis khan's death so his son was actually the person who was in charge of making sure it happened but um it's written by islamic scholars Chinese scholars and kind of piece together and you can see that those people were ruled by the Mongols at the time because it's all very um, very light and fluffy around right. the things that happened. And then there's like stories from that they've pieced together from places around it that is like, oh, that did not happen like that at all. They right, just, told just put their own, like yeah. um, their own little spin on it. But I do love a good self-help book. I've really just got to be in the mood. I've got to be searching for something. It all depends on where you are, like yeah. at your current um, part of your own journey or like where you are in your life. Like I've read personal development books previously 
and they really didn't have much yeah. impact. And then I've come back and read them again yeah. at a yeah. certain part of my life, and it's like, holy fuck, this was exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that. Like that's what that's the benefit of books is that you can come back to them at different times. Mm. Um, and like, you know, I think for a lot of people, like the first powerful book that they ever read would be something like The Alchemist. Yeah, The Alchemist um, is great. I love that. And then, you know, you get to that age where people start to tear everything apart and they're like, this is meaningless, blah, blah, blah. And then you come back to it and it's like, well, the meaning's there. You mm. just need it at that time of like books are so subjective. Yeah. Um, exactly. You need it at different times. And B's just got taken out because he was drawing with someone. Yeah, Simmons is back in. He's <laughs> currently, what are we, nearly the end of the first quarter. He's got zero points and two fouls. <laughs> so a pretty regular start. Good start. Um, um, speaking of yeah. basketball, yep. Um, Bronny James been in the news recently. Mm-hmm. He's in the news because, you know, Australia, it's the, the fact that the NBL's reached out to him, um, you know, offering him the opportunity to come down here and play. And it's not a team, it's the NBL itself. So they'll subsidise whatever it is. He can, um, you know, he can subvert the the college route, which is attractive to mm. more and more people over the last little while. Obviously, Lamelo did it. Um, the guy from New Zealand did it as uh, the New Zealand Breakers got. Um, RJ Hampshire. Yeah. How's he going? I don't really know. He's with Orlando, isn't he? Yeah. I feel like he's with Orlando. I haven't really heard that much about him. Lamelo, it's insane to me. How, like from, obviously, he was great when he was in the NBL. But to see like how much... Like, just how fucking easy he is finding the NBA is yeah. crazy to me. And from day one. And Homicide's been saying this a lot lately too. Yeah. Even with LeBron having, like, an incredible season, like, probably one of his best seasons, and he's, like, what, year not yeah. how, how many years? 19. Year 19, which is fucked. If you are, if you are a, a talented scorer, which is what Homicide reckons, which is his past guest to the show, if you haven't listened um, to his episode already, but... He said, like, if you're a talented scorer, anyone can look good in the NBA to an extent. Like, you look at um, how LaMelo looked here. Or, like, think of, I mean... In the NBL, you're saying, if you're a talented scorer in the NBA. In the NBA. Because there's fuck all defense. There's no real structure. The game is set up for people to go one-on-one. Yeah. The floor is so much more spaced. Yeah. And and no one gives a fuck about defense, really. if um, If a lot of your skill comes from you know, behind the three-point line mm. makes it all the more easier. Like, I mean, that's not necessarily Lamelo's game, but, like, he does look super smooth. Oh, man, his passing ability is just unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah, like, with Bronny coming to – I mean, if if he came to the NBL, that would just – I mean, the NBL in the past two – probably three to four years has just got so much exposure and, and is now definitely one of the top leagues in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I like how you support it because you do get out there and say, like, like yeah, this is great, but you're there every week too. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, and I love it. And, like, it's obviously the, the best – I think the best way to see, like, how good the quality is is to see the caliber of players that are choosing to come and play here now. And, and you know, ever since we had the the Next Stars program with guys like Lamelo and RJ coming here um, – it's only going to give it even more and more exposure. But I think, so if Bronny comes here, has LeBron said he would come and play with him or is he going to wait till he tries to get to the NBA? Because if he, so LeBron's next season will be year 20. Yeah. And I mean, he's obviously playing fantastically at the moment, but if Bronny goes and plays for a year or two somewhere else, obviously 
by the sounds of it, LeBron's goal is to play with his son at yeah, some I think point. He's, yeah, he's certainly um, expressed that quite a few times that he has a really strong desire to yeah. play at least one season with his son. Yeah. Uh, which is incredible. Fuck, could you imagine if LeBron was just like, man, I've got more than enough money. I'm going to go play in the NBL for imagine. one season. Yeah. Holy like, fuck. He's like, I'll be really, selling out the MCG really every week. <laughs> Goes to the Jack Jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like imagine like living in fucking Hobart and like oh, you're putting man. your bins out and LeBron James is moving in next door to you. LeBron's getting paid 250 grand, which he makes in about three minutes. Yeah, yeah one TV commercial. Um, but yeah, that'd be massive if he if he did come here. But either I don't think he's going to go to college. No, and and so that's why it came up um, on my radar is that um, people in the people in recruitment in different colleges are saying it is just a nightmare to try and speak to him. Mm. Um, so, you know, and like, I guess the question coming out of it, he's, he's narrowed it down to Ohio State, which is probably where LeBron would have gone. Yep. Um, Formula One started early. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he I, he's narrowed it down to Ohio State, um, uh, USC and Oregon, which you can all see things there that mm. make sense. Like Oregon's obviously the home at Nike. Um, yeah. Which and their uniforms are always so sick. So nice. Um, USC is where he lives now, and then Ohio because um, of the family connection and stuff like that. Um, is it all worth it? Like, let's say you know the recruiter jumps through all the hoops that there are many, um, and you know they get the thirty eighth best player in this um, in this sort of recruiting pool you've got to factor in obviously a number of other things with Bronny, but is it worth it? Like, is it worth it to get him, you know, he's the seventh best guard in Southern California and stuff like that. I reckon for sure. I mean, it makes schools a fuckload of money. Yeah. That's the, that's obviously the, that's the draw, but like, I'm surprised at how much better he's gotten in the past two years. He looks Cause I remember good. seeing tapes of him like two years ago and thinking like, he's good, hmm. but not, Unbelievable. Like, not like you would expect LeBron's son to be. Now you look at his game tape and you're like, fuck. Yeah. He's, like, improved so much. And he's and his body looks like he's matured a lot as well. I just think unless you genuinely want to go to college for an education, you don't need you either go straight to the NBA instead or come and play, like, somewhere like the NBL where you're playing against the similar type of bodies that you're going to come up against in yeah. the NBA. I think, like... I don't know. Unless you do want a full four years at college and you, you're improving a fuckload over the four years. If you're already at a peakish type level of basketball, yeah. Um, by the time you know you're at where Bronny is now, not peakish, but like you know what I mean, like yep. at a at a really high standard. I don't see the point in like going to college when you're someone like that who's never probably ever going to need to fucking work. Yeah, and it's like I mean I don't know LeBron's stance on. Like, because uh, Shaq makes it very clear that he's rich, his kids aren't rich, mm. and so he sends his kids to college and blah blah blah. Um, but like, he has like Bronny James has generational wealth. Oh yeah, like, he probably doesn't need. The, so does his kids that he hasn't yeah, had yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so like, I don't know. I you you want to fall back into old traditions of like you know you've got to go to college. It's good for you. It's an mm. experience. Right, right, right. But like, I can't see that happening. Really depends, and I think just the fact that, as I was saying, there's so many hoops to jump through to even like for recruiters to even speak to his mum, like yeah, it's a yeah. nightmare. Yeah, and I, I just think a lot of people will end up saying like, "Is the juice really worth the squeeze to get him for maybe a year?" Yeah, um, 
Yeah. Like, know. if the NBL get him, I think it'll just be fucking insane. Like, it'll be obviously like LaMelo times 10 in terms of exposure, in terms of um, game attendance, in terms of, um, yeah, eyes on the NBL and all the other players in there. Like, even last week, I think there was like something like 5 to 10. Somewhere, that's a big fucking range. Five to ten um, NBA scouts at like the Adelaide and United game. Really? Yeah, like the the league is getting so much exposure from the NBA, which is awesome. And hopefully, we see more Aussie guys who are um, you know pushing the level of, of reaching the NBA go, which would be sweet. But speaking of the NBL, where what couple games left until playoffs? Um, obviously, we had Creaky in the other week, and at that stage, they had four more games left. I think and need to win all four of them realistically to be a lock-in for finals so they won three they had a big win last night against cams they had a big win against perth last week they had a win against no sorry they had a loss against fuck, brisbane which is fucked mm. they lost to brisbane oh is that the game where jason went crazy jason yeah could went nuts um and then yeah we had a big win last night against cams which was huge without Ryan Brockoff, because against Perth, Brockoff had like six threes in the first half and then injured himself again. So we've got um, Sydney in Sydney this weekend, which is a big, is a tough game, especially if Brockoff doesn't play. But I think now, with that win last night, even if we lose against Sydney, we're still a really good chance of being in finals, which would be huge if we can get a full healthy list. Yeah, so you look at the two games or like all the big games that we've won against, um, you know, the top top of the ladder teams which we fucking phoenix were at the top of the tables not too long ago like what were we second or third about a month or so ago when we have like a full healthy list and we play well i reckon phoenix have got the team to win the whole thing i find and we match up really well against sydney oh really i feel we match up really well against sydney um but yeah it's so close i'm fairly sure what already can't happen but what were we talking about when Mitch was in, like potentially eight teams finishing with 16 yeah, wins or something? Yeah, that's yeah. that's not going to happen. But um, it just shows that, like, I mean, all leagues try to get that sort of any given Sunday feel. Mm. Like, you know, on any given Sunday, anyone can win, anyone yeah. can lose. Um, and it shows like good parity, and not many sports leagues get that. Well, like, yeah, last Friday, bottom two teams won, top two teams lost. Yeah. Last how good's like, that? Like, yeah, how good's that for? Yeah, it's really good. But um, yeah, it's exciting. Finals coming up. Hopefully, Phoenix are in there. Hopefully, Creaky can keep finishing the year strong. He had a good game last night. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. Do you follow the F ones at all? No, but it's like you know the type of clientele that we work with, mm. and it's very sports heavy and stuff like that. So, um, it's something that my they call it so one of the the clients that we have they call it iq and so like if someone's like talking about something they're like in a general conversation it's like oh can you help me with this blah blah blah. they're like oh you know my f1 iq is not very good right i really need to boost my f1 iq man we'll just sit down and have a chat i absolutely froth the f1 it's like before drive to survive i was already a fan and then i and it went nuts after i started watching drive to survive um but yeah, so that kind of doesn't really give me much to talk about with you now, but in terms of um, the F1s, but that's all right. But um, the season coming up, I can't yeah. fucking wait to go again. And I was going to ask you who you think will win this this next season, but no idea. Bit I, of a useless I think question. It's, I think it's so funny that um, like people can. So my cousin races in the Porsche Carrera Cup, so the oh, cool. kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah, and um, you know, a driver can move into a car. 
a com- like the best driver can move into a car and like just the the tools that you use are so important mm. like you know you see any driver swap cars in the formula ones or anyone gets into those mclarens or the ferraris even last like last little while and they're so much better than um other vehicles on the road oh yeah it's fucked like you have a driver in the shittest car on the grid put him in the fastest car on the grid and you win the race yeah like uh, yeah, and it, I guess that's the difference between that and stock car racing, where pretty much they're all the same. Yeah, but um, no, I think I think it's one of those really interesting sports, and from a um, from a business standpoint, they've done so well to get females loving Formula One. Like, yeah, man, try to survive so much. For yeah, that. Danielle loves it. I've spoken to so many females that love F ones now, yeah. and genuinely like tune in to the races every weekend yeah. when they're on. Yeah, and like I mean, yeah, I. You see, like, girls sitting up with their partners watching the, like, the Formula One from Azerbaijan and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, like, how did they do this? How did, and it was just, they, they told, mm. I hate to throw it back to what we started with, but they started telling stories. Have you watched the tennis one? No. Breakpoint? No. But um, they, there's, there's a bit of a curse going on. Curse around, so far, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know. I watched the Curious one, which was episode one, which was pretty, it was all right. I think this the episode three is meant to be really good, but I don't know. Wasn't Can't get into it. I mean, come on, like what? It's not a great deal of action. <laughs> you tennis players, you know. Anyway, um, um, I tell you what, I haven't told you yet is um, I somehow got my way uh, into uh, Volk's camp for UFC two eight four. So what the fuck? Heading there to um, that's insane. Yeah, so heading there um, uh, on the Wednesday of the week to. Do a bit of stuff with them and shooting content for his team. Yeah, that's so, epic. Um, uh, for like, um, got a few things to shoot for the team and may or may not have got my way into the engage who manages him. May or may not have got into the engage after party. So pretty happy with that. To that's be a, that's an elite result. <laughs> so um, I'll uh, I'll be definitely be um. Can I do work experience with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll probably need someone to, to hold a mic or something. So if you want to come over, that'd be speaking a, of who. Well, you're pretty, you got your hands tied now, but who who no, are you thinking out of I think Islam? Islam um, yeah, Islam early. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I think he submission or TKO. No, he'll submit him. Um, he uh, so Islam's ground and pound is not like as aggressive as um, Habib's was. Yeah. Um, so like he gets to positions really well, like really smooth, but his ability to punish people on the ground isn't great. He sort of allows them to make a mistake and then mm. loves a head and arm triangle. Um, so I think it's probably something like that, you know, first, second, third, head and arm really? triangle. Yeah. He's like Volk is little compared yeah. to him and um, I, like nothing changes that. Like yeah. no, and I think Volk is amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. But I think Volk, yeah, you've been saying this. Yeah, and you. I you've think Volk by TKO. You have a Ryan Garcia pitch too that you want to throw out as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I do. I reckon Garcia. K, I'm going to say I reckon Garcia KOs Tank within by round eight. Wow. So yeah, for anyone listening who's got no fucking idea what we're talking about, <laughs> um, Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis. Um, I'm pretty sure it's signed. It's not signed, but verbals all around. Um, the, the best thing about the um, the Tank and um, Ryan Garcia fight is that you know it brings that young audience in. Yeah, that 
new boxing audience that you know might have jumped on the when Ryan was really young, or might be you know big Jake Paul fans yeah, or something yeah. like that. And so it's going to be really pushed on socials. Um, and then you've got like traditional boxing fans, like um, tanks from tanks from Baltimore, like yeah. a huge you know very very traditional boxing fans. Obviously Ryan Garcia is Hispanic, Mexican American, so you get obviously that. with. Uh, Tank as well, like a bit of a prodigy of Mayweather's yep. for an extended period of time. So yeah. you got like kind of the whole Mayweather. Yeah. You got that African American boxing, boxing fan as well. Yeah, um, I think for Garcia, um, it's a funny one. Like, if he wins, it cements his name as a fucking legitimate yeah. fighter, which has been questioned for so long. But if he loses, which is not, I wouldn't say it's expected, but it's like it's a high probability that he yeah. loses. Like if he loses. He, he then, I feel like he then loses, unless it's like a, an unbelievable fight and he loses yeah. by decision, he then loses a lot of credibility as being the legitimate boxer, even though like he has just come up against yeah. someone who is, is you know going to go down as one of the best boxers yeah. of all time. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to add in before we wrapped up um, was actually, you know, one of the things that I've done at the start of this year uh, has been, I'm doing like this accountability group at the moment um, as part of the Mental Wealth Investor Club. And for those who don't know what it is, Hit the link um, in the show notes for the Mental Wealth Investor Club. It's basically a second podcast, which is two episodes per month, um, all around personal development and mindset and um, self-improvement, along with meditations and all that type of stuff, um, which has been really fun. But the whole point of that story was, oh, I'm running like this accountability group for Jan <laughs> to help people get um, stay on track. You know, we talk. I always talk on the podcast, particularly in either November or early December, about the importance of when you're setting your goals and, and changing your habits and, you know, getting rid of the excuses, working on all your limiting beliefs and stuff and not just setting goals on Jan 1st and then revisiting them again at the end of the year and how important that is. And one of the best ways to combat that is to is to come up with like a list of daily non-negotiables that become part of like who you are and become part of your actual lifestyle and not just things that you tick off. So for anyone who's tuning in, like you'll probably be hearing this at, end of Jan, start of Feb, um, if you're listening to it when it comes out. Um, you know, really important that you revisit your goals that you set for yourself at the start of 2023 or even at the end of 2022 and take a look at like what your daily non-negotiables are at the moment. And what I mean by that is the habits that you tick off every single day automatically without really having to think about them. And obviously that takes time, but quick example of things that are keeping me accountable at the moment, which have become part of just my daily routine, which happen every single day is cold shower in the morning, um, meditation for at least 10 minutes, some form of breath work, some journaling, um, and then the rest of it on top of that, like the hydration and, and the calorie intake and whatnot. But I just think continually revisit and visualize what those goals are. Make sure you've reverse engineered what habits and actions need to be taken every day in order for them to happen so that you don't get six to 12 months down the track and realize that you've done fuck all on the goals that you said you were going to achieve. Um, and, you know, like I've been talking about a bit lately, is that you have to have to envision yourself already being in a position that you want to be in and start to act, think, behave, feel like it's already reality and, and align all of your actions and thoughts with that version of yourself in order to attract it a lot sooner and to actually remain accountable and make sure it's not just something that you wrote down on a piece of paper and, and it doesn't end up being the same shit you write down every single year, which is super important. But 
you know, you have to make sure that those daily non-negotiables are um, aligned to you and you might not have any fucking interest in doing a cold shower or meditating or whatever. Um, these are all things that need to be personal to you. Um, but, yeah, this is just a bit of a reminder that, you know, you have to revisit them and visualise them as often as possible um, if you're actually serious about achieving them. Um, and if it's anything to do with health and fitness, um, you know, if you're interested, make sure you hit the, the link in the show notes for the VIP Workout Club or any of the other coaching services on my app that you may be interested in um otherwise just reach out send through any um questions around advice you want we'll either do an episode on it um or i'll hit you up and, and respond um but yeah unless there's anything else you want to add that no, wraps it up absolutely um amazing start to the year guest wise um and towards the yeah month. it's only going to get better too it's yeah towards the months. end of last year as well it's been crazy so um yeah i can't wait to see what um what you produce over the next little while and very, very grateful to be a part of it. Thanks for all your help, mate. Loving your work and definitely am recommending a lot of people to come to you. So um, awesome start we'll to the start year. Start getting you some kickbacks, I reckon. Yeah, I need a, <laughs> I need a discount code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you've enjoyed this chat, we'd love to hear your feedback. Like I said, um, it's on me because I haven't fucking organised it already, but we will have some segments for this show that we'll lock in. And we want to get some listener questions, which we'll play on the actual episode itself. So keep an eye out on my socials um, for your chance to send in your questions and we'll answer them on the show. Um, But make sure you subscribe if you haven't already and we'll chat to you again in the next episode. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. 